welcome to this week's edition of the Taught by Grace podcast. We will explore God's Word to learn how we can live by God's grace and for His glory. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Here's your host, Noah Hooper. In the beginning there was God, and in the beginning God created everything. He did not take a hammer and nails and spend millennia building the world. He simply spoke, and the world came into existence. He spoke, and the light pierced the darkness. He spoke, and the land masses appeared from nothing. He spoke, and the stars danced in outer space. He spoke, and lions walked, birds flew, and fish swam. He spoke, and everything came into being. We'll see that he creates in Genesis 1 and 2, both generally and specifically. This week, we're going to look at his creative power in all of creation generally. And then next week, we're going to look specifically at the creation of man. But this week in our study through the early chapters of Genesis, we're going to overview the seven days of creation, more specifically, the six days of creation and the seventh day of rest. And as we look at this in Genesis 1 verse 3 through chapter 2 in verse 3, I believe there are a few truths that we will see drawn out from this passage. Now, there are many things that could be spoken about in this passage of Scripture. There are many truths that could be drawn out. But instead of diving into every intricate detail of this passage, I just want to kind of give you an overview of the first week of creation. And there are a few themes we will see. First of all, we will see God speaking power. He created everything by the word of his mouth. Then we will see his goodness. Everything that God created was recognized by him as good because he is good. Then we will see the completeness of what he did in creation. He rested on the seventh day as a declaration that the work was finished. So let's begin by looking at the speaking power of God. When you read Genesis 1, you'll notice that when God speaks, things happen. When he created light in verses 3 through 5 of Genesis 1, you see this phrase, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. We see this again when he created the firmament or the sky, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Then later on it says, and it was so. When he created the dry land and seas, he said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. We see that in verse 9. Then when God created all of the grasses, trees, and herbs, it says, And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. We see this again with the sun, the moon, and the stars in verses 14 through 19. Then with the birds and the creatures of the sea in verses 20 through 23. Then with all other animals in verses 24 and 25. We see that God spoke and everything came into being. He said, let, and it was so. God spoke for something to happen, and it happened. We do not find God working like a builder. He was not gathering up lumber and nails to build creation. He was not like an artist with a paintbrush and canvas. He was not like a sculptor forming the rock that already existed, but he was creating the canvas. He was creating the rock. He was creating the wood that he would build with creation by the word of his mouth. He did not need any resources because 
He was the resource, and he created everything by the word of his mouth. One of the greatest displays of God's glorious power is when he speaks. We see this in Psalm 33, verses 6 through 9, talking about creation. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together as in heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. That last verse of that passage of Scripture in Psalm 33, in verse 9, when it says, For he spake, and it was done, is what we just looked at in Genesis 1. God spoke, and it happened. And this is an important truth. There is exceeding power in God's words. God has always greatly displayed his glory by the word he speaks. This is evident in creation and is true in his word today. God is not dividing the sky right now with the thunder of his voice, but he divides soul and spirit by the written word of God. Just as there was exceeding power in the spoken word of God at creation, there is exceeding power in the word of God today. So we see God's power is displayed in creation and his goodness is declared in the result of creation. In addition to the theme of God speaking and it happening in those verses, we also see that what happened was recognized by God as good. After God spoke and he brought to pass the light, the stars, the ocean, the land and all of that you see him at the end of every day it says and it was good he looked at what he did and recognized it as good and what is the importance of this chapter declaring that what god did was good it reminds us that everything god does is good because he is good creation was not good because of what it was creation was good because of who had made it the goodness is displayed in creation because goodness is inherent to God. He is good. Therefore, everything he does is good. That is why he could look on the beautiful, magnificent creation he made and say it was good. Now, remember, we look on the world today as a fallen world, as we will see in Genesis 3. It is fallen because of sin. But how often do you look at the world and you go to maybe the ocean or the Grand Canyon or a place like that, or even just a little bird in the world and think, wow, this is good. And that is a fallen world. Imagine how good it truly was before sin ever touched this world. God looked at this world and said it was good because he is good and everything he does is good. All of the works of God are good because he is good. And though, as I mentioned a moment ago, we live in a fallen world now that is groaning for recreation. We see that in Romans 8. We can still behold the goodness and glory of God in all of his works. When we look out on this world, we can still say it is good and see that God is good. Because even this fallen world, in its beauty and in its glory, it ultimately reflects to us the glory of God. We see that God is good in creation. And next week, we're going to spend more time looking at Genesis 1, verses 26 through 31. But that is the end of the creative process in the six days of creation when God created man. And we see in that that God did a different work in creating man. He took 
Can I say it like this? He took special care in creating man. With every other creature, with every other thing, he spoke and it happened. But with man, he said, let us make man in our image. And that is so important. And we'll look at that next week. In verse 26, and God did not just speak and then man was. But as we will see, God spoke and then he formed man. He took special care in creating man. It is as it has been said before, man is the crown jewel of God's creation. And at the end of that, verse 31 tells us that it was very good. An even more distinctive mark of God's creative work in making man. And I point that out to remind you that as we look at the goodness of God in creation, Everything that God did in creating the world was good because everything that God made was a result of him and it was to be a reflection of his goodness and of his glory. Therefore, it was good because everything God does is good. And can I remind you of that truth that is still true in our lives today? We may look at something happening in our life and not see it as good, though it may not be good in that moment. But remember that Romans 8.28 reminds us that God works together all things together for good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. Even the greatest difficulty of your life will eventually be seen as God's goodness working in and through that because there is nothing that God does that is not good because God is good. So we see the speaking power of God in creation. We see the goodness of God in creation, but now let's notice lastly the completeness of creation in Genesis 2 verses 1 through 3. It says, thus the heavens and earth, the earth were finished and all the host of them. God was finished with his work. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. The Bible teaches us in these three verses that God rested on the seventh day. Now I have a question. Why did God rest? Did God rest because he was tired? What we've learned about God in Genesis 1 clearly teaches that God is sufficient, that God would not get tired as a man gets tired. So why then did God rest? I believe that Genesis 2 verses 1 through 3 teaches us that the reason it says that God rested on the seventh day, that he finished creation on the six days and rested on the seventh, is to show us that the work was finished, that he didn't need to speak anything else into existence, that he didn't need to form anything else. It says in verse number one, thus the heavens and the earth were finished. Then in verse two, God ended his work which he had made. I believe that that is the thrust of what God is teaching us in that, that when he finished creation, he was done. He was finished with the creative work because when God does something, he finishes it. And when he finishes it, he finishes it completely. How many of you have ever started a project or a paper and not finished the work? My friend, God has never done any of that. And we see that truth taught in the first couple of chapters of God's Word. There are many different truths we could draw out about the Sabbath day and that are great points of application. But in today's episode, I just want to remind you of what it teaches us about God. And that is this. When God does anything, 
He finishes the work. So in Genesis 1, through the first couple of verses of Genesis 2, we see the God who creates. And we see that he creates by his power. He speaks and everything comes into being. We see that when he creates, it is good. And then we see that when he speaks to create, and when it is good, God finishes the work. There is nothing that God does that he does without finishing. And by the way, can I remind you that is true of your life as well. If you are in Christ, God has begun a good work in you, and he will finish it. There is so much power in our God. He simply spoke and the world came to be. And when he spoke, it was good. And when he was finished, he was finished because there was nothing else to be done. Because when God does anything, he does it completely. Isn't this a great reminder of who our God is? He is powerful. He is good. And he is a finisher. So I hope that you will see as we have just taken a glance at Genesis 1, verse 3 through 2, verse 3, that you will see the power of God. You will see the goodness of God. And you will see the completeness of what God does. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Taught by Grace podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I hope you will consider subscribing and leaving a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to it on. So I hope you will join me next week on the next edition of the Taught by Grace podcast.